With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Film Review. Movies, music, culture, politics, society, podcast. Interviews, movie reviews, and more. Live Sundays at 5.30 p.m. on the Film Review Live channel. Subscribe. Hi, this is Bernadette Stannis, Thelma from Good Times, and you're watching the Film Review. What's going on, people? Welcome to another great episode of Hashtag TFR Podcast Live. That's Hashtag TFR Podcast Live. The Film Review, Movies, Music, Culture, Politics, Society Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Crazy D. Tracy. And we review movies, music, culture, politics, and society on this podcast entitled Hashtag TFR Podcast Live. Make sure that you Google Hashtag TFR Podcast Live and it comes up. Make sure that you go to the various podcast provider sites, right, and Subscribe to it. We want to shout out to the various people we are simulcasting to right now on Periscope, Vimeo, Facebook, and the Film Review Life Channel. That's right. The Film Review Life Channel on YouTube. That's right. Go right over there right now. Smash the subscribe, 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 subscribe button. Smash like 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 and share 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 tag your people in it let them know that we're on because we have a jam packed show for you today. What's the show gonna be about today? Zero Ux Petrified Lilith Small Axe Review. That's the title of the show, right? If you miss one minute of hashtag TFR podcast live, you'll miss a lot. The zero ups given Kevin Hart stand up review, the petrified forest, Bogart, Davis, Howard, a definitive movie review. We take a look at another classic film, Lilith. Starring Warren Beatty, and we discuss the politics surrounding small acts. Is it worth watching? Plus, blurbs of the week and the American black politics with 90,000 refugees a year, 1 million dreamers, 500,000 Indians from India, and a partridge in a pear tree. Yeah. Where does that leave American black job ops with herd immunity rising, a catastrophic shutdown looming, and more people contracting COVID-19? Was the right decision made or was it a cheat to see Biden 46th 46th president? And where does all of this place 
American blacks. That's in the American black politic, yeah. right? So you want to make sure. You want to make sure that you stay tuned for every bit of the show. But as we always do, as we always do, we start out with some memes. Okay. So, you know, for those of you who are eating turkey at this moment, Turkey Day is approaching fast. Matter of fact, the end of... November is approaching fast. I can't believe they got commercials talking about talking about uh talking about uh Black Friday. Oh please. They started showing Christmas uh commercials like what? Like right after uh Halloween. Like they totally tried to bypass Thanksgiving, so they they, they started showing the Christmas movies right after Halloween. Yeah, they sure did, yeah. So here's one right here. One's gotta go. Okay. One's a peach cobbler. Okay. Sweet potato pie. Okay. Uh, pecan pie. Okay. And pumpkin. Oh, pie. that's easy. So which one? Which one's gotta go? Okay, the pumpkin pie has got to go. Uh, that's got what the. Go. That's what the. That's go. what. Blacks would say who no, have but, never no, tasted pumpkin pie. No, but I've had pie. pumpkin pie, and pumpkin pie is it's not bad. It tastes pretty good, but I prefer the peach cobbler, the sweet potato pie, or the pecan pie. Like those three are in my top three. <laughs> but yeah, the pumpkin pie is okay, but it can go. Like I can take it or leave it. So, but yeah, it's got to go. That's right. You're right. It is 11 million dreamers. That's right. I left one one off in that. Yeah, that's true. For me, the pecan pie, I can't seem to get a good tasting pecan pie, but with some ice cream, the pumpkin pie can, you know, can get by for me. Okay, so, so, but you had pecan pie. Well, we couldn't find one last Thanksgiving. Yeah, but the one we got... But the Thanksgiving before was pretty good. I I didn't like it. I thought it was kind of greasy. Was it greasy? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I was like... Yeah, it could have it could have been it could have been better for the for the money spent on it. So no, no. no. So you're saying to get rid of the pumpkin pie? No, I, I mean, said uh, get rid sweet, of the pecan. Oh, the pecan, pecan pie. So okay. with okay. ice cream, pumpkin pie Is, can get by. Okay. Right. Okay. So go to the next one and, and, and I'm shocked especially mm-hmm. if this is a black person that they didn't put a bean pie up in there because bean pies delicious. are fantastic yes. and, and they're healthy for you too yes. right yes. and for people not to have that in there yet I don't right. understand what's on people's minds okay so next meme here matter of fact speaking of um, bean pies well, we're not in Cleveland this Thanksgiving because of COVID, but Kayla is making tons of bean pies and selling out in Cleveland. So yeah, so that's our niece, and she's yeah. she's a baker, culinary culinary baker, baker extraordinary, yes. right? Yeah. Uh, after stealing our land, right, wealth, people, and heritage, Europeans gave us a book that says, "Thou shalt not." Steal. After stealing our land, wealth, 
people and heritage, Europeans gave us a book that said, Thou shalt not steal. Now, that's all apropos because, you know, Thanksgiving is coming up where the natives of this land okay. helped the pilgrims. As the story goes, to withstand that first winter, and then after that, they hatcheted their heads off and started scalping. But anyway, on to the next meme. You disrespect yourself when you beg someone for bare minimum. Things like love, attention, affection, support, reciprocation, etc. Don't do that snit. Right. Again, you disrespect yourself when you yes. beg someone for bare minimum yes. things like love, attention, affection, yes. support, reciprocation, etc. Don't do that snit again. I, 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 I feel them on that. That's a good meme. Good memes. Good memes for today. Now, alright, so here's the next meme right here. Now, this one coming from Tariq Nasheed. You know, he has his foundational Black America, yes. Americans movement. Yes. Right? Unless, as, well, as well as his flag, right? Yes, yeah, the flag. Now, speaking of indigenous people, let me okay. bring this up some. This is who the the explorers saw okay. when they came here they are black and this is how the the one of in particular one of the explorers described the people here oh, okay. they are black in color mm -hmm. not unlike the Ethiopians with thick black hair okay. not very long so what they are describing is a group of people who came across the land bridges millions of years before mm -hmm. Columbus never discovered America. I have to be I have to yeah. be clear with that because when I say Columbus discovered America, mm -hmm. people want to say, "Well, Columbus really didn't." Yeah, that's right. I know that, dummy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I knew this before you did because you probably wasn't studying it back in the 90s. But anyway, let's move on. Now, let me read this. It says, it says, I get that some people have trash childhoods and that's why they are the way they are. But at some point, You've got to take accountability for your actions and decide you want better for not yourself, right. but your children. Right. See, it's no, when you have children, right. it's no longer about you. Right. That's what people have to realize. That yeah. When you have children, yeah. it's no longer about you. Yeah, I don't think many can realize that though. Yeah, because I yeah. noticed that they said that, but it seemed like it was a reference to children. 
So if you have children and you came from a trash background, as it says, then you would want your children to have a better, better situation than you did. Okay. When you got weed in the car, I have coronavirus. <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was hilarious. When you got weed in the car, I have coronavirus. Now, how come the cop don't have a mask on? You know, he seems to be breaking protocol himself. He must have left the mask in his car. Well, he won't be able to hassle this this brainiac this time because. He must have some of his brain well, cells left. Well, see, this the cop probably said, well, he's got on his mask. No need for me to have my eyes on. It, he saw that getting out of his car. Mm. Okay, <laughs> he got eagle, eagle eye. All right. Shoot, the cops, cops can't tell if it's a cell phone or a gun, but... He had the eagle eye to know that he had his mask on. All right, well, you let's know, keep it, going. It depends, you know how they... I know this been a rough year. Mm -hmm. I ain't seen one Jehovah's Witness. Oh, yeah. Not one. Haven't seen them. We usually see the Mormons, right? Right. Yeah. I know this been a rough year. I ain't seen one Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. That's true. Indeed. Yes, they say things. You know, another thing I haven't seen either, like out here, is I haven't seen many homeless like people approaching, asking for anything. That's because they all down on the strip now. That's their new home. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> sorry, they don't, don't want to scare people. But anyway, here you go. Could you eat this? You know, you like Ice licorice. Cream. I love Could you licorice. eat this? Oh, uh, no, that's no. That looks gross. But it could be good if it was another flavor. Like what flavor? Licorice. You don't like Not black licorice. licorice. No, I like, like red licorice. Oh, but you never ate black licorice? Yeah, I tried it years ago as a kid, and it was just gross. It was too strong. It was too, too black. Strong. Too strong. But too you know, strong. that ice cream was like called dark chocolate. Or something like that, or charcoal black. I would try it, but I just know that black licorice is just gross. It's too black, too strong. I want to know why. Well, uh, if you if you digest too much black licorice, it causes like issues, like uh, what kind of issues? Like um, cardiovascular issues, and Word. they got like a warning not to eat too much black licorice. Word. Wow. Yeah. Definitely too black, too Is strong. Is that Funyun juice? Wait a minute now. <laughs> okay, here's your big chance. Here's your big chance. Let me bring it a little bit closer. I used to love Funyuns growing up. Okay, so here we go. Mm -mm. You gotta recite one Drake song word for word or drink five glasses of this. Which song are you choosing? Funyuns juice. Can you recite a Drake song word for word? Only when the music is playing. It's like a total recall. When the song is playing, you know, you just immediately remember the lyrics, but there's no music playing, so. 
you wouldn't be able to go to, but they, they want you to be able to recite it. Right? So you would be drinking five glasses of this fungus. Well, can you just drink. say a little bit of a drink song? No. You, or do you have to no, sing an entire it. song? I'm going by what Excel You got to recite one drink song. Not just a little. Well, I guess I would be just drinking the fungus juice. It'd be oh. just like... I mean, I've drunk apple cider so, vinegar before, so you know I'm what? sure that's that not bad. So, that you be drinking five glasses of salt. Oh, yeah, right there. That's um, a lot of sodium. Yeah, that's the trip to the emergency department. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, like, you're talking about... Unless you, you have to drink a, a big cup of water beside it, and as you drink that, you better take mm -hmm. down some water mm -hmm. to help try to dilute mm -hmm. all that sodium. <laughs> right, right. Okay, people. So let's get to the first review of the night. And our first review of the night is Kevin Hart's Zero Ucks Given. Yes. Zero Ucks Given, playing on Netflix now, just dropped on the 17th, brand new for the holiday, right? Right on time for the holiday. That's right. Kevin Hart stand up. Yeah. In the so here's our synopsis here. In the years of COVID, comedians have found interesting ways mm -hmm. to ply their trade. Mm -hmm. D.O. Hewley fell out on stage. Mm -hmm. okay. Dave Chappelle's in Springfield right. on outdoor stage. Yep. But okay. Kevin Hart must have the most unique idea of them all. His latest stand-up comes from the basement rec room of his home where he gives his perspectives during COVID-19, right? Yep. Let me just say, first of all, you know, I watched it twice. Mm -hmm. And I pick up different, when you watch things, you pick up different things each time. Yeah. But this stand-up, yeah. I have to say that out of all of mm -hmm. Kevin Hart's stand-up, I enjoyed this one mm -hmm. the best. This yeah. one was no holds barred. Yeah. The other ones were more mm -hmm. about, and he's even said it, like mm -hmm. like relating to the various demographics coming into mm -hmm. the big arenas where he plays. But this one is intimate. It's yeah. in a nice large yeah. rec room in yeah. his basement laid out with seats, stage, yeah. everything. Yeah, and he brings yeah. some topics up yeah. that are hilarious. He's got this one where he talks about he has to accept his daughter liking <laughs> boys. Yeah, And then he said that she said, well, I like this boy. Mm -hmm. And then she said, I like that. I don't like that boy anymore. I like this boy. Right. And then I don't like that boy. <laughs> I like this boy now. And then you have to watch how he brings this all together. <laughs> he has, yeah. I mean, his mind. He yeah. worked meticulously yeah. on these jokes. Yeah. You can tell it's meticulously laid out. And yeah. you're just gonna enjoy it. Kevin what you got to say is, about it? He's hilarious. Um, I love the stand up, and I love like the atmosphere. It was like intimate, like you said, it's in his home, right? Mm -hmm. And um, you can just tell he was like really comfortable. 
and um, it was just hilarious. I love when he talks about like his family, you know, and um, and the way he, he it's so relatable because what he talks about, everyone can relate to it, right? Everyone. Right. So, and I love his perspective because it makes you go, hmm, you know, like, okay, you know, and it makes you think about like when you were younger, right, in an elementary school, right, and you're like, okay, well, okay, yeah, I can see, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, it, it's just, it's just hilarious, and then I love too how you do get to see his family, you know, a little bit, small portion of it, you get to see his beautiful family. You get to see you get to see the home that they built yes. from the ground up. See that's yeah. that's success right there. See yeah. success is not really moving into homes that were already lived in. Success is moving into your own home that you laid out right. that you built from the ground up. See, yeah. most of the time People will get like 50 years out of a home. That's basically their home. They might be in there, yeah. depending on how old they are. Right. Probably about 50 years because yeah. they they had to do apartments first and yeah. then housing. Right. And then when they build their own home, if yeah. they are fortunate to do so, right. they usually stay there about 50 years. So they've yeah. got the best out the house before yes. it begins to settle. Yes. Right, and the children they get to grow in the house, right? right. Grow up in that home, and the house begins to settle. Right, and when the house begins to settle, then all the leaking and all that comes. Yeah. So that when you come in, right, to a fifty or seventy-five year old home, mm -hmm. you're picking up and having to do to it what yeah. the one who built it from the ground up never had to deal with. Right, right? so it's always best. That is the yeah. dream. Yes. That is actually the dream. Yes. Right. Anything else is. Yeah. You know what? I um was so happy when you told me that Kevin Hart had a new stand up. Right. Mm -hmm. Because right now dealing with this COVID, I think what he gave everyone is a gift to the world. Right. Because right now we need some laughter. Right. Mm -hmm. So everyone has got to have either a family member or a friend, right, that's dealing with COVID, right? So all prayers go out to everyone, right? And um, so just to bring some laughter, just to get everyone's mind off of what's actually going on, you know, in the world is a great gift. It's an early Christmas gift to everyone. Yeah, it's an early Christmas gift. gift. You will yeah. be... Entertained you by the stand up. You right? heard it's so good. He watched it twice. Oh, well, the first time I watched it, the second time I was listening to it while you were playing it. So, yeah, yeah. but it's um, yeah, it's like it, it, it's amazing. It's a different yeah. style for him. He's yeah. more edgy yeah. on this one than he usually is. Yeah. So, let's go through everything and let's yeah. mark it here. So, cinematography is a 10. Yeah. Storyline through line. The way he opens up the piece, yeah. he opens up and, like my wife said, he introduces you to the family. Right. And they're all sitting there in the yeah. in, in, in the bedroom. Right. And the little boy, and you find out that his wife is yeah. pregnant with their next child. Right. 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 And then you see the son, and you see the daughter, yeah. and you see the little son. Yeah. 
And then he says, well, I got to go down to the basement and do some work. So as he's passing through, he looks at some of his yeah. posters. And then he comes across and he has Richard Pryor. And then he has uh, Bernie Mac and Dave Chappelle. And he says, uh, greatest of all times. And he says, legend. Yep. And then he said, Dave Chappelle is his inspiration. Then he grabs the mic and he goes out there and there's an audience. Yeah. And then it begins. You have to see this one where he talks about Seinfeld and how yeah. he brings it back. <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's very interesting. So the storyline through line, yep. even within his jokes, mm -hmm. this is the storyline through line. That's mm -hmm. a 10. Character arc. Taking him from leaving the bedroom to going out and doing the stand-up. Mm -hmm. There's definitely an arc there because he takes you to a different place than he usually goes. Yeah. Right? Stand-up skill. The way that he brings something more... I want to say it's more gritty. Right. It's more in the black comedy clubs. Mm -hmm material. Yeah. That's a 10. Wardrobe. Yeah. That's a 10. Location. Yeah. At his home. In yeah. the basement. Laid out. Rec room. That's a 10. Yeah. Story beats. How he connects yeah. stories to the next move movement within the jokes. That's a 10. Yeah. Believability. Believing what he is saying in the stand-up. That's a 10. Yeah. Historic fact. Him giving information about, he talks about public school versus private yeah. school, yeah. and I had I had to say that's true though. <laughs> that's a ten. So what would you give? Zero ups. Given. I would, you know, definitely give it a ten for the same reasons, and I also love how he gave you his um, opinion, or shall I say, his personal response. To some things that had been said about him uh, by the media, mm -hmm. right? So I love how he, you know, gave them a piece of his mind. He was right on point, yeah. and um, he did it with a lot of humor, and he just did a great job. Yeah, he talks about social media. And yes, in in yeah. a big way. Yeah, a so. big way. So it is most definitely yeah. something to watch. It yep. is thought-provoking. Yes. It is well worth the watch. Yep. I give it a 10. Me it's too. on Netflix. Yep. Zero ups yeah. given, right? Watch so, it through the holiday season. You watch Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's Eve. So our so next movie coming up okay. is called the Petrified Forest. Classic. The Petrified Forest. This is a definitive yeah. film, right? Yeah. It stars, let me turn the page, it stars Betty Davis as Gabrielle Maple, okay. Leslie Howard mm -hmm. as Alan Squire, mm -hmm. and Humphrey Bogart as Duke Manti, right? With an ensemble cast, right? This film, well, I got to go slow on this and methodical because this film 
ages well. Yeah. It came out in 1936. It's playing on Movies Channel now. Yeah. You can also see it on Amazon Prime, right? But the synopsis, the hashtag TFR Podcast Live Synopsis. Adopted from a play to big screen, this drama is the perfect representation of how a stage play turned into a film should be. All those looking to turn a stage play into a movie should watch this movie. The well thought out angles Nothing amiss. A 28-year-old Betty Davis, a supporting Bogart, who's ever heard of that, and Howard mm-hmm. in his prime. This has to be the best movie I've ever seen. I mean, are you surprised? I mean, like Betty Davis again. You know, we have our list because we talk about it almost every every uh, week but she's like one of the actors who like I love when they do a Betty Davis uh, marathon you know on one of the classic channels because her she was very selective and all of her projects are well written and she's a great actor so I'm not surprised but see this this is 1936 this is Mm -hmm. when she's under the studio system before mm-hmm. she gets her emancipation. Is this her first film? This is, no, it's not one of her first films, okay. but it's one of her, one of the yeah, first. Yeah, she's like, what, 21? Eight. She's 28, she's 28 at the time of the film, right? Okay. So, her and mm-hmm. uh, Howard mm-hmm. were love interest in a few other films, so they were burning up the screen, so-called, together, as I said. But this right here, being adapted from a play, I've seen mm-hmm. people try to sh- turn plays yeah. into film, yeah. and I don't know if they don't have a budget or they don't know how they don't have the know-how. Mm-hmm. But this film right here it was well executed from. Warner Brothers, 1936, will show you, will give you the blueprint on how to translate mm-hmm. a stage film right. into a, a stage play into a film. Now, what stands out about this movie is there are two black characters yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Right? There's one that is a chauffeur, mm-hmm. and then there's one that is part of the gang, mm-hmm. right? Which is the uh, Manti gang, right? Mm-hmm. And his self-determination on screen. You see, it comes down to how actors choose to play mm-hmm. a role, right? He could have said, yes, sir, bossa, no, sir, bossa. But he didn't. He came in. He was an equal to the other uh, gang members, right? He was an equal. When he came in, he would tell Humphrey Bogart's character, Manti, he said, man, we, we, should, we, should, we should be on the lam from this place. It's taking too long. Right. Where is she? Because Manti is waiting for someone. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. They're supposed to rendezvous at this particular place, right? Okay. So the Petrified Forest is an area in Arizona where 
trees, flowers, mm -hmm. animals even have been fossilized. And so that's why they call it the petrified forest. Mm -hmm. And within this petrified forest is a filling station mm -hmm. diner called the barbecue. Mm -hmm. Right? And within the barbecue mm -hmm. is Betty Davis, mm -hmm. a ex college football player who is the pretty much the uh the uh pump pump monkey. He's calling the monkey the, the I forget what they used to call them. Call mm -hmm. the people who would pump the gas and oh, fill up the water and stuff. Mm -hmm. Grease monkey. Grease monkey well that yeah, he he wasn't fixing cars, but he was a oh. pump but anyway. He he work at he works at the pump. Then there's Gramps, which is her grandfather. Then her father, mm -hmm. who came from out of World War One and mm -hmm. still relives mm -hmm. his World War One exploits mm -hmm. through, you know, still dressing up and meeting with the old clan and mm -hmm. moving on. So oh, gosh. that's the setup of the story when mm -hmm. when when. Leslie Howard's character mm -hmm. come Alan mm -hmm. comes in and there's a infatuation between Alan mm -hmm. and Gabrielle. Okay. Right? And so I don't really want to tell you the story. I, okay. I, I could really tell it to you because you really need it. But so I just had to give you the setup from there. So you'll get the setup, okay. but then the rest of the story, because this is in three acts. That's wow. also what makes it so good. I love films like this. It, it's in three acts, okay. like the stage play. So it starts out with, mm -hmm. you know, introducing you to the main body of characters. Then it goes to the second act okay. and then the third act, right? Which is the conclusion, right? So within this are two black characters. Slim, played by Slim Thompson, mm -hmm. which we have a quick presentation about Slim Thompson mm -hmm. because he left such a impression on me because when I watch films from the 30s mm -hmm. and we know what Hollywood was perpetuating as far as the stereotype and you see American blacks mm -hmm. fully represented, yeah. there's a scene where the butler didn't really play a coon either, but he mm -hmm. was just a subservient because mm -hmm. he was, you know, under the rich man and the rich woman and he was their chauffeur. Okay. So there's a scene where Slim mm -hmm. is passing out glasses for okay. people to drink the whiskey behind the bar okay. because this diner has a bar. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. got a gas station. It's got food, everything. Mm -hmm. It's got a Mexican cook. Mm -hmm. uh, it has, uh, mm -hmm. I think it's some kind of security, but they subdued the security. Then they have the guy who pumps the gas, right? Mm -hmm. Full service place okay. out in the Arizona desert. So he's pouring the liquor and he looks at the uh, uh, the chauffeur and says, mm -hmm. you want a drink? And then he looks at it and said, Mr. Such and Such, can I? Mm -hmm. And he said, hey, man, haven't you, didn't you hear about the liberation? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a justification between two types of black people. Right? It's a justification between two types of black people. Kind of like today? Kind of like today. Okay. It's like a person fully 
formed okay. to be a human being and okay. one that is subservient. Okay. One that lives by his own okay. set of rules mm -hmm. and the other who is subject to rules. Okay. Kind of like the people who, well, I ain't gonna say that. But anyway, we got to keep moving on from that. Okay. So people, here's a quick presentation on on Slim Thompson, right? Okay. We have to let you know who Slim Thompson is. When you see the petrified forest, you have to watch for his performance because he is one of the original members from the stage play. Oh, and okay. he had the write-up, right. and they said that he actually was uh, really stole scenes mm -hmm. in the stage play. And when you watch mm -hmm. this movie, you will see why he stole mm -hmm. scenes in the stage play because he's just that good. So let's let's take a look at who Slim Thompson was. Okay. Number one, Slim Thompson. Not much is known about Slim Thompson. There aren't any biographies of him, and his filmography includes only four roles, most of which were bit parts. IMDb.com provides some information. Before he made his screen debut in The Petrified Forest, he had a brief boxing career in 1930 that ended when he lost a match by first-round knockout. What is known is that after his boxing career, he somehow ended up on the stage, appearing in the Broadway version of The Petrified Forest. His name is listed in Playbill, and a photograph published in the newspaper Afro-American on June 23, 1935, shows him backstage at the Broadhurst Theatre. But those who encountered his work in the film version were stunned by his performances, a gangster holed up in an Arizona diner while on the lam. Thompson breaks down the stereotypes common for black men at the time, portraying a headstrong man who refuses to bow down to whites. Though the character is a criminal, Thompson portrays him with intelligence and dignity. Thompson appeared in three other movies, The Green Pastures, 1936, Lying Lips, 1939, and Long Boy, also 1939, but none of the roles appear to be substantial or worthy of his talents. No further information about what became of Slim Thompson is available after that, which is yet another example of what racism has taken from American culture. See, listen to what the Brit says. He says, it's another thing, it, it just shows what racism has taken from American culture. See, that's very important that you listen. See, the Brits know who American black people are because they came over exploring too and they saw what they saw so when they say American culture mm -hmm. they know that speaking of what racism takes away from American culture he's talking about American blacks in particular that's what he's saying so Let's let's break down the let's do the breakdown. Cinematography, the angles done on this piece, mm -hmm. again, are a ten. I mean, everything is economical. Mm -hmm. There is not a miss in there. How they still represent there being an ensemble cast. Mm -hmm. There's images of shallow depth focusing in on the relationship between. Howard and Davis with the woman in the background in shallow depth looking at them and then she has something to say about the woman having self-determination 
You have to watch this movie. There's a lot of concepts in this movie that are still modern today. Right. All right. It is still modern today. The petrified forest. Storyline through line. The three act play Mm -hmm. turned into a film. Beautifully done. Ten. Character art. Each character has their art because it's an ensemble cast, right? And so you see Howard's character art, Davis's character art. Sitting at the table with Davis right now is the uh, pump, the gas pump attendant, I'm going to call him that. Mm-hmm. And he arcs to, see, to show you that he's not as tough as you would think he is. Mm-hmm. And Bogey his character arcs once he finds out something that's detrimental to his situation. Just look at those angles and look at how the camera is moving with them as they're telling this story, right? Mm-hmm. Acting skill, emoting. The relationship between Betty Davis and the rich woman, mm-hmm. you can see the emoting on her face right here. Yeah, you can. Each actor gets their close-up, they get their wide shot, they get their medium shot. Look at look at look at Bogart. Usually Bogart is stoic. But this right here is a situation where this is a young Bogart supporting cast, building his bones. When do you get to see that? Yeah. Right? Every time I see Bogart, do I see my uncle? My uncle look like he looked like uh, Humphrey Bogart. Yep. Acting skill emoting 10. Wardrobe and cars for the time period of what they were showing you. Basically, they were back in that time. Yeah. But the wardrobe is fantastic. It's yeah. a 10. Locations. They shoot on set. They shoot out in the desert. And they shoot in this stage set. Right? Right. Beautiful locations. Everything is economical to the point. It, it lets you understand what how the the petrified forest metaphor drives the story home. Right. Locations in Arizona. That's a ten. Story beats. How things connect from one to the next. That's a ten. That is that is definitely a 10, right? Mm-hmm. Believability. Mm-hmm. You believe right. what you see up here on the screen. There's no doubt about it. The Petrified Forest, you believe it. Historic facts. Mm-hmm. Talking about the Petrified Forest mm-hmm. and certain things that don't exist anymore, wow. right? Mm-hmm. That you see in the film. So now, not only kind of like a good Oscar Michaud film, mm-hmm. It shows you things and places that don't exist anymore, mm-hmm. but the concepts are still there and you see mm-hmm. where they come from. Matter of fact, there's a scene mm-hmm. where they're passing each other bubble gum. Like usually they That's tell bad. you don't show hands, mm-hmm. but they were folding up, taking packs out of bubble gum to chew bubble gum mm-hmm. as they were having their little romance with each other. Mm-hmm. Right? It's little things that happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
chewing gum, not bubble gum, chewing gum, long sticks, pull apart, fold over and eat and chew. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very detailed, very detailed. Historic facts 10. The petrified forest. What would you give it? I would give it a 10 also. I mean, like I said, I love an ensemble cast. I love the, the writing, great writing. Mm -hmm. The actors were on point. Um, and again, like I said, Betty Davis, you know, when I learned that she was going to be in the film, I was already in, I'm like, okay, this is going to be a great film. And I didn't even, I didn't know that she did a film with Humphrey Bogart, so this was a treat. So, um, but yeah, great film, great film. Remember that song, people that came out in the 80s? Betty Davis eyes. Yeah. Remember Joan Crawford's mm -hmm. daughter wrote a book called Mommy Dearest. Mm -hmm. And so Betty Davis was on her deathbed in the 80s, right? Mm -hmm. A little trivia for you. Mm -hmm. uh, Betty Davis was on her deathbed in the 80s, right? She died at 89, but you know, she had been on her deathbed by let's start about let's just say 85, 86. Mm -hmm. So her daughter, mm -hmm. thinking that her mother was going to check out, mm -hmm. wrote a similar book about Mommy Dearest. Mm -hmm. And Betty Davis recovered as the <laughs> book was coming out. And guess what happened? Somebody was written out the wheels. Yeah. <laughs> and then Betty Davis later succumbed and passed on but she said no you won't be doing me like my arch nemesis was done by her daughter you won't be doing me like her daughter did her that will be a no-no right you know I love great films you know I love films period but like especially films like this classic films and, um, they just don't get old yeah, they don't get old. They don't get old. Classic films never get old. Matter of fact, music isn't old. That's, that's what people seem seem to not understand. Like, things like that never, they never get old. It's not something that's, you know, in the works to get old. Right. Just, just not something that happens, right? All right, people. So moving on to another classic right we're moving on to one with Warren Beatty okay. and Gene Seberg right okay. and it's entitled Lilith now do you know who do you know what the spirit or the demon Lilith is do you know what the spirit or demon Lilith is. If you've ever sung lullabies to your children, mm -hmm. then you definitely believe in Lilith. Who was Lilith? Lilith was the first creation mm -hmm. after God created Adam. Okay. He created Lilith, mm -hmm. but Lilith was created not with a piece of Adam. Mm -hmm. She was created from mm -hmm. a mound of black uh, 
mud too, black dirt too. Mm -hmm. And so when she came to being, mm -hmm. she was wild and and headstrong mm -hmm. and wanting to do what she wanted to do. She was not she was not obedient or not a helpmate to Adam. Mm -hmm. She was a she was in competition mm -hmm. with Adam. Mm. And so like a lot of times when you see women mm -hmm. in competition instead of being helpmate right. to a man, this is mm -hmm. re more representative of Lilith, right? So that's who Lilith is. So God banished Lilith mm -hmm. and put Adam to sleep. Mm -hmm took his rib and created Eve. Now, okay. Lilith mm -hmm. became a spirit demon who mm -hmm. then goes out to steal the souls of little babies. Mm -hmm. And so this is the folklore or the tale. And so mm -hmm. she steals the souls of little babies. So that would be crib death. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. And so she steals the souls of the babies and mm -hmm. the the way the reason why people have the little lullaby mm -hmm. things playing over the baby's head or okay. they sing lullabies to the baby is mm -hmm. to ward Lilith oh, off. And okay. if you believe that you don't believe mm -hmm. if you have that little lullaby mm -hmm. playing above your mm -hmm. baby's head mm -hmm. you may not know why you're doing it you okay. might think it's something to soothe the baby but it's actually to ward off Lilith okay. to mm -hmm. keep your baby's soul mm -hmm. so it won't be crib death okay wow so Lilith, 1964, on the movies channel, right? Gene okay. Seberg, okay. Lilith Author, Warren Beatty, okay. Vincent Bruce, mm -hmm. Peter Fonda is in this film as Stephen, and Gene Hackman makes a supporting cast appearance as Norman, right? So let's break down this uh, the synopsis of this. A young man returning from the Korean War finds work at a mental institution okay. as a occupational therapist hmm. for wealthy patients. He and a mental patient strike up an unusual relationship, mm -hmm. but is he able to keep boundaries? Hmm speaks to schizophrenia, mm -hmm. pedophilia, homosexuality, mm -hmm. and manipulation. Now, how a man who mm -hmm. came back from the Korean War, mm -hmm. who wasn't fully checked out himself, mm -hmm. how he could then go and get a job as an occupational therapist working that close mm -hmm. to mental patients mm -hmm. and the, you can see these scenes here as they play in the trailer right, right. it's like the doctor right. must have been on some kind of pre-hippie 60s type thing Something. because the head doctor over the whole facility mm -hmm. 
knew mm-hmm. that sometimes it's in the film. Mm-hmm. He knows that sometimes the uh, patients try to seduce mm-hmm. the the occupational therapist, and mm-hmm. then sometimes the therapists mm-hmm. get involved and seduce the patient. Right. Mm-hmm. So. You know, in that aspect, excuse me. So in that aspect, it's like, what are you really doing? Like, why are you hiring this young guy? These are young people standing next to people in the in their own age group. I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, because right? today you have to have a certification, you know, specialized in that field in order to deal with people with those type of mental issues. Mm-hmm. So, based on a novel about sexual obsession, it is definitely a piece that deals with that somewhat surreal compositing of the 1960s to demonstrate uh, disorientation Mm -hmm. or to demonstrate deep thought or... Or falling into the web of Lilith. Yes. Okay. This woman is. Yeah, she is. She is really something. She's so look, wicked. He begins to fall into the relationship with her. Okay. At first, he's keeping his distance because okay. there is a fellow mm-hmm. uh, mental patient okay. who wants. Who is biting for her affections. Mm-hmm. And somehow the character mm-hmm. the character gets involved in it, right? Vincent gets involved in that relationship mm-hmm. between uh, Lilith and Stephen, played by Peter Fonda. Okay. Right? And it's it gets it gets grimy in a way and and that's why you have to watch it the pacing on the film is slow but on time at the same time right because it's supposed to be representing a mental facility right and then the Norman character is married to Victor's high school sweetheart who did not wait for him to come back from war Mm-hmm. She didn't wait for him to come back from war. Okay. And this kind of messes Vincent up because had she waited, mm-hmm. then they probably would have been married and would have went on. But he was another suitor during the same time when they were in high school. Okay. And so she marries him and then they show you about their relationship as a married couple. Mm-hmm. And you listen to Norman okay. talking to Victor about what's happening up, possibly happening up there at the mental institution. He said, yeah, I heard there's some strange things going up there. Mm-hmm. Huh? 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 So that's like, it's like Victor's conscience okay. talking to him, right? Mm-hmm. Through the Norman character, right? Who is really pervy. And he said, you know, really? Mm-hmm. I should have went out on the road because that's another lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. You can really get away with things, right? So, that's that. So you start to see that everyone that's in this piece is not 
squeaky clean, just like real life. Now, Lilith not only holds relationships with with uh, Victor, right. but she also uh, holds a distant relationship with Stephen. Right. She holds a relationship with a female patient. Right. And Lilith appears to like little boy. She's a child molester. There are some disturbing scenes in this mm -hmm. film and it was rated rated R. Mm -hmm. He sits, he, he stands there, Victor stands there as Lilith seduces mm -hmm. a little boy and it's always a little boy of a certain age. Right. And the the doctors at the at the uh at the facility want to know what happened to her brother because her brother once her brother died right when she was 18 he right. was about 12 right she goes off the deep end right so we won't give that part I'm away. gonna get out of way yeah, I'm, I'm just moving, connection I'm just, I'm just moving through it yeah because yeah. and so uh she she has an affinity for little boys so not only is she schizophrenic yeah, she's a she's a pedophile. pedophile, and she holds a relationship. As you see, you can right. see in this in these scenes that are playing. Yeah, as he threw the female out because he's involved with her. He should have known to walk away from the power of Lilith, right? After reading her charge, he should have <laughs> knew to stay away. So she's <laughs> also into homosexuality right. and. Manipulation, manipulating him, he, uh, Victor, as well as Stephen, right. right? And so Warren Beatty's char character, Victor, gets involved and gets all strung out in the middle of this. And doesn't Victor? He seems to have some type of mental issues himself. Well, well, he breaks into mental illness, so you have to watch yeah. it to the end. So schizophrenia. Pedophilia, right. homosexuality, and manipulation are all depicted in this film in a mental patient mm -hmm. at this mental facility who seduces Warren Beatty's character, Victor, mm -hmm. and she goes by the name of Lilith. Mm -hmm. And the metaphor is stealing the souls of the babies are like stealing mm -hmm. the little boy's innocence. That's what the metaphor you know what, is, In the right? previews in, um, that's showing, mm -hmm. there's a scene that shows a younger woman, a profile. She looks like a young, not Lilith, but one of the ladies in the film. Like a younger version of um, Aretha Franklin. Did you notice? No, I didn't. Yeah. She's in the film. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. Okay. So let's break down the cinematography on it and, and break, do the breakdown. Okay. Cinematography is a 10, mm -hmm. including the cutting and the compositing, beautifully done to represent what I said before, mm -hmm. disorientation or falling into the web. That's a 10. Storyline through line, okay. that's a 10. Character arc, each one of these, each one of the main characters Gene okay. Siegel's character Lilith, mm -hmm. Warren Beatty's Victor, and Peter Fonda Stephen, they all arc okay. in this picture. And somewhat to uh, 
disastrous ends. Yeah. Acting skill, emoting, mm-hmm. that's a 10. Mm-hmm. That's a 10. War, uh, wardrobe and cars of that period, that's a 10. Locations, going on locations to this English, because you find out that it's kind of like a New England yeah. type of place. Yeah. And so they're doing English type rituals like doing things on horses yeah. and trying to spear rings and they and go to the little fair right? in the fair right yeah. that's a 10 yeah. showing Warren Beatty's background because he grew up in that town mm-hmm. story beat connecting one beat to the next mm-hmm. especially Lilith mm-hmm. as who she is mm-hmm. that's a 10 believability it is very believable in the ties between schizophrenia, yeah. pedophilia, homosexuality, and manipulation. I see that. Ten. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Historical fact. Mm-hmm. Seeing uh, festivals right. and, and seeing places that right. no longer exist in the form they're in is always historic fact in film. That's a ten. Mm-hmm. What would you give Lilith? I would give it, um, it was an interesting film. I would give it a, a seven, right? Why? And you know why? Because for me, it was just moving so slow. Like it was moving too slow for me. Uh-huh. Right? And then she was irritating. <laughs> I mean, because you know, don't you hate, you watch a film and you just cannot stand the character. And it's just like you're looking at everybody else around and it's like, why are you falling for this? Can't you see that this chick is a snake? So when she put that knife in your back, don't be surprised. So, but yeah, but it was just moving so slow. It was just moving too slow. Yeah. I mean, it eventually picked up, but it was just too slow. Do you remember, um, I don't know, high school maybe? But during the period when they had that uh, little affair they was always talking about it right and so now it makes sense so i guess this is lilith is who you know because it was a fair and it was just i mean a festival right of Uh all um women women right so why would they name it lilith fair they named it lilith fair after the demon yes because they are saying that they can do something without men it can be all Women, you see, see how that all plays together. It's a name it after a demon, mm, right? So, Lilith, you have to see Lilith. It, it, we gave you a little context on what it's all about. Mm-hmm. That's a 10. Yeah, right? That's a the 10. acting was great, right? The, the pacing on it, I thought it represented being in the crazy in house. A, mental uh, institution, yeah, it's slower, right. And once you left the institution, it picked up, yeah, it but then it up. would slow back down. Right. And so I understood that you can see the cutting in this right here. So our next film, people, is Small Acts, right? Yeah. It's six standalone stories okay. of London, England, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Or should I say, Notting Hill, England. But the first episode is out, directed and written by Steve McQueen, right? He did Seven Days a Slave. 
Yes, he did seven. Oh, seven. Days. No, seven years. Twelve. Twelve years. Twelve years a slave. Mm -hmm. Didn't he do? Who did Moonlight? Was that him? No, that was um. I can look him up, but it was a yeah. But he's done guy. a couple of more films. Yeah, he did the show also on ABC that we um watch, right? Yeah. So Lolita Wright is Athea Jones in this one. Sean Parks yeah. is Frank. Malachi Kirby is Darkus Howell. With an ensemble cast. Yeah. It has to do with the Mangrove Nine. It was a trial mm -hmm. in England. Yeah. Right? Yep. Of the Mangrove Nine, right? Yep. The Mangrove Nine, there was a protest because the British police were which are called Bobby, the Bobby were always blowing down on Caribbean yeah. Caribbean Brits who had moved from the Caribbean islands right. and who were living in England right. around the Notting Hill area right. to make a better way for themselves, right? And so the police were always picking and blowing down on them and right. causing harassment. Right. And the harassment focused around this particular restaurant called the Mangrove. So let's let's go through uh, let's go through the uh, synopsis. Well, before you go into the synopsis, uh, yep. So Steve McQueen, uh -huh. he did Twelve Years a Slave, and we also reviewed one of his films, Widows. Widows. Okay, that's right. So Mangrove Restaurant. Notting Hill, London. It's 1968 mm -hmm. and Caribbean blacks in London to make a better way yeah. find it hard to be self-determined right. with constant harassment from the English Bobby police. One man must make a decision to stand up or take a deal, yeah. right? So in other words, stand up or take a dive, right? So. What you learn about small acts is this is a two hour and eight minute movie and Steve McQueen, not to be mixed up, not to be mixed up with this guy right here who passed so long ago, Steve McQueen, not that yeah, Steve McQueen. when I looked him up. Yeah, right. he came not, up. Not to be mixed up with right. Steve McQueen the American from the actor. 60s and 70s right. who died in a car crash. Wow. No, we're talking about Steve McQueen, right. the black filmmaker. Yes. He tells this story well through images. Matter of fact, he's a little artsy yeah. in this. There are some scenes that we count out and they go longer as far as reaction. Right. In, in in my opinion, they go a little longer than what they should, but it's our tour choice. Right. It was his choice to deliver it and tell the story that way. So I go with it and I say it's good. Yeah. This is on uh Amazon Prime, right? So what happens is a 
Caribbean faction of the Black Panthers, inspired, of course, by Malcolm X yeah. and Mobutu, yeah. and of course, the Black Panthers that were uh, happening in the United States, start a chapter there to fight and protest against the brutality of the Bobby. And there is a particular Bobby, right. which I didn't even list his name because he played it too well. It seemed like to me, it seemed came to natural. Oh my so gosh, he was it's not so like irritating. It's, it's not like it's acting when you can play it too well. So I didn't even list his name, right? Uh, he played it too well, didn't he? So it was all in his face. His face was just so yeah, it was horrible. all in his face, and he had so. The, uh, two of the members decide to represent themselves in the trial because this is one thing this is one thing that they teach you uh, Feds Magazine taught me this right Feds, Feds Magazine mm -hmm. said and they had a, a defense attorney black defense attorney they interviewed and the and the uh, free defense attorneys, right? Mm -hmm. The public defenders are set in place to move the system along. Mm -hmm. So they're always going to tell you to take a plea, take a plea, take a plea, mm -hmm. take a plea, take a plea, take the deal, take the deal, take the deal. Mm -hmm. Their purpose is to keep the system running smooth because if everyone goes to trial, there will be a bottleneck right. and you know, they, they would never adjudicate all of the cases because there would be so many people, you know, because this is a system to make money. So it would be so many people who are under prosecution that they would never be able to clear out the docket, right? So that's why uh, public defenders are made to do that. So reading the Fez magazine and knowing that and applying it to this film, Small Axe Mangrove, right? The Small Axe first episode, Mangrove. And each one deals with certain human beings that come into existence at a certain time that are amongst the people who have to make a decision. And when they make the decision, right? to stand up they find that possibly greater outcomes come from it right so this is what these six stories are about right the first one is airing now called mangrove yeah so the man was harassed and he was he was indicted they were let go the year before, but the following year, the Brits came up with some kind of new law and then they charged them, they, they indicted them on that law right. to try to put them in jail for at least 10 years. Yeah. Prison for 10 years. Right. And they had to fight tooth and nail against it. In between, there's doubt mm -hmm. but there's self-determination. Yeah. And through that self-determination, well, you just have to watch Mangrove, the first episode yeah. of Small yeah. Acts, right? Yeah, it's well put together. Well, but I will together. say, I will say, the man 
was was indicted three times, right? And he was harassed for eighteen years. Eighteen years indicted three times. So you have to watch the story, right? Right. It, it, it's incredible. It's just incredible. And finally, in the end, in 1992, remember now, Mangrove is the heart blood of the Caribbean and the various blacks. Because you see various blacks coming out. You see the Hebrew Israelites. You see the Panthers. You see the Caribbeans. You see the British Mm -hmm. uh, blacks. You, You see all the different groups coming together in this street. This street, which is a block, right. and the beautiful, the way that they pull out and show right. you that this block, right, uh, which where this story surrounds, right, uh, Notting Hill. Yeah. So he finally closes in 1992, mm-hmm. right? The mangrove shutters for good, mm-hmm. and then Julia Roberts mm-hmm. and Hugh Grant. You know, we just reviewed Hugh Grant yeah. and. What's her name? And Nicole Kidman. Kidman last week, right? right? So seven years later, the Undoing. The Undoing. Seven years later, Notting Hill movie is released, right? right? And it's a regentrified Notting Hill. Right. Sometimes when there is a tour de force in a place, mm-hmm. it's no longer the same. The energy isn't there, so mm-hmm. the. Caucasian system will often overtake and take over what they wanted, what they thought was theirs all the time, Mm -hmm. over time because there is no passing of the torch because Mm -hmm. either there is no one who has showed loyalty enough to pass on to. Wow, that sounds familiar. Or there is no there's no camaraderie. And so the person ends. So in 92... And then in 1999, seven right. years later, right. Notting Hill comes out representing Notting Hill and as a regentrified yes. area. Wealthy, wealthy. Unbeknownst to right. people like us who went to go see the and, Julia and Roberts. I had no film. idea because in the film, Notting Hill is a, a, a wealthy area, a privileged yeah. area, right? And then they have some blacks walking through there, but right. back. In the time from 1968 to mm-hmm. 1992, before the regentrification, it was predominantly black. Yeah, it looks so, like it was predominantly black, predominantly uh, Caribbean, right? Right, Caribbean black. So, yeah. people, let's go through the let's go through the breakdown. Okay. Cinematography is a ten. Yes. Storyline, through line is a ten. Right. Character arc, the way that these characters go from one level like it's one thing to talk about black liberation it's another right. thing to be beset upon yeah. by the forces of oppression right and do you crack right do you stand strong that's where where the rubber hits the road do you stay strong so the character arc is 10 mm-hmm. acting skill emoting mm-hmm. all of the actors in this film mm-hmm bring home stellar performances. Everything, speaking of believability, is believable. So, mm-hmm. acting skill, uh, emoting 10. Wardrobe and the cars of the period, all of the people of the period, the music. Yes. 
That's a ten. Yeah. Locations: yeah. Notting Hill. Yeah. Uh, the police precinct. Yeah. That that's a ten. Yeah. Story beats. Connecting the liberation talk to actual practical self-determination in action. That's 10. Believability said that 10. Historical facts showing you Notting Hill from 1968 with the influx of Caribbean blacks into Britain. uh, Occupying, not occupying, but living and populating that area of Notting Hill. Right. That's a 10. What would you give small acts? Definitely a 10. Um, great film. I can't wait to see the second film. Um, what I loved about it is like the energy, the energy of the people, right? So, you know what? When I was watching this film and uh, the characters, right? So, um, Jamaican, Trinidadian. And uh, the main character, the owner of the restaurant, his name was Frank, right? And he was from Jamaica. Uh And he reminds me of a friend of ours that passed away. And they both had the same energy. Uh, Was arms open to the community. Uh Loved their people. And fought for what was right. Right, right, and then and what I loved uh, is uh, I'm I'm not gonna give it away, but there's this one scene where a, a tr- tr- Trinidadian older woman comes in. Oh yes, yes. After like the gloom, yeah, it's a just, big gloom, and she does something just so beautiful, right? And mm-hmm. so it just I don't know, it was just well done and it just gives you the energy the energy of the Caribbean people because and then if you you know if you look back at people's lineage like okay so Malcolm X his mother was from the Caribbean his father was an American black we know that um, Louis Farrakhan also from the Caribbean mm-hmm. right and um, as well as uh from Jamaica. Um, Marcus Garvey. Marvis Garvey. Marcus Messiah Garvey. Also from Jamaica, like the Caribbean. So it's just like, so the energy that they have gave off the people that I'm speaking of, these people in this film fought for this man and his restaurant. They came together as a community, right? So, and they had this energy. They stood up. There's this one scene where something horrible happens to a mother's child. Hmm. When you see what this woman does, right? Right. When you see what this woman does, I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, that's what like a mother would do. I'm like, yeah, you know, that's what I can imagine that seeing like uh, my mother do, and as as yeah, soft spoken, as soft spoken, and as laid back as my grandmother was, who is also no longer here, I could see her doing the same thing. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, it's not that much mouth stuff that they no. show you in the films, right? No. But all of this connected and linked back to the Panthers, right? In in Oakland, California, the right. Bay, right? 
moving through through the through the ten point plan right for the advancement of American black people yeah right right and all, and all this moved forward and it was a global organization it's right. not like yeah. the immigrants of today the yeah. 90,000 refugees the 11 yeah. million dreamers the yeah. 500,000 no, Indians yeah. from India and a partridge in a pear no, tree no, not the those women that we're talking about and once you see the film the scene that we're talking about this woman it yeah, didn't matter that it was a bobby she stood for her family and she yeah, the bobbies, the yeah. bobbies looked uh, in one in particular looked Shook. like there was fear yeah. in his eyes like this so. community like they came to to wreck. together there right yeah they came to wreck right yeah. so people moving on let, let's talk about the american black politic yeah. that we're going to be speaking on tonight right right let's speak on that real quick because it's that time of the show because it's very important that we speak on this because times are changing and we may be seeing some things that we didn't think that we would see. With herd immunity rising, a catastrophic shutdown looming, and more people contracting COVID-19, was the right yeah. decision made or was it a cheat to see Biden 46th president and where does this where does all of this place American blacks now listen mm -hmm. I don't know what you believe I don't I don't know what I don't know what the echo chamber that you're uh, watching and listening to and what it tells you what it is incantating in your mind and reverberating reverberating in your mind but take it from one who has watched many results of presidential elections since I was wee 12 years old sitting next to my mom's right rest in peace mom right the way elections go when the person is in the lead and it gets to the 75th percent or 85% at the latest, they will call a state for that person. Right. Right. Trump was headed for a landslide. Now, I don't, I don't care if you like Trump, you like Biden. My politic is right. the American black politic. Right. It's not about if this particular Caucasian or this particular Caucasian right. has won the presidency. My thing is about American black politics. 213-943-3358 if you should want to call you up could. and give your perspective. And please do not call right. two minutes to the end of the show because we can't have a robust discussion. We, we are opening up the phone yeah. lines. 213-943-3358 yeah. The chat area is open on all platforms. Right. Put your chats down. We will right. respond to what you write. But we talked about this early, I mean, days ago, um, <laughs> days ago, maybe weeks now, you know, as long as it's taking them to count the ballots or whatever. But 
we just talked about I guess it just depends on how you are um, raised or your ethics or I mean just your character we just talked about how right is right and wrong is wrong and if you are familiar with politics and not just popping fresh like I'm talking about going like way back even before uh, President Obama ran if you grew up in a household where um, during the election you were used to sitting down and watching how um, the ballots, the, 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 the numbers, returns. the returns are called in, right? So it was done, it was unusual. They did it quite different this time. And when we were watching, we were like, no, why are they not calling this? Because it's at 80 something percent right now. Normally they will call it in. Then right? when it got to 94% and still, some of them said, some of them like, was 90, uh, I've seen the 98 and they hadn't called it in. Yeah, that's true. But see, what it was, was they stopped counting. And then there are people who have affidavits. I know that you're listening to the echo chamber. Right. And the echo chamber isn't telling you the truth. Because they think that they're doing a good thing getting the big bad monster out, right? But they stopped counting and then there are affidavits, people who have signed affidavits mm -hmm. that a uh, penalty of perjury mm -hmm. in the court of law will get you prison time. They said they saw trucks pull up with ballots, right. with thousands of ballots with just Joe Biden marked on them. No other campaigns, no judges, no none of that. Just That's all Joe Biden. Odd. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, as they go along, long, all of a sudden, Joe Biden is taking the lead. It's like it's first. It's whoever gets there first is the that winner. That's how it always has been. I mean, it's just they totally flipped it around this time. Do you remember what I said to you that night? What's that? When they hadn't counted and they were talking about we're going to see tomorrow. Right. What did I say? You said there's some, it's going to be some mess up. In yeah, the I said somebody going to be messing with the with the ballots and the numbers talking about waiting till tomorrow because right. never in history has that happened before. Before you go to bed, you always have found out you always know even who the president it, is it was like three o'clock in the morning three o'clock in the except morning except for al gore and bush too i mean right but 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 then it was just what wasn't it just florida right it was florida it hinged on florida right look, so it wasn't like it was now like with all of these different states right just just so listen Ohio is a perfect example. Black people only 13, 14% of the population. Okay. American whites, mm -hmm. well, the different ethnicities, but I want to say American whites are 60% of the population. 13, 14% versus 60% of the population. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that if 60% of the population chooses to vote, one way mm -hmm. versus the way that 13, 14% wants to vote mm -hmm. that 
that person would win the election. American blacks contribute to bringing it across the finish line, but there's sheer not enough population of us. It could have been 60 million, Mm -hmm. 64 million, but 66 million, Mm -hmm. but you know, 22 million were aborted. But anyway, that's another story for another time. Mm -hmm. Right? So, Ohio is a perfect example. I I was watching the people in Ohio, and they were down there on 36th and Euclid, right? Mm -hmm. And they were talking about how many people were coming out to vote. And I'm looking at those, I'm looking at those, uh, looking at the sheer number of people Mm -hmm. that how it was wrapping down towards Chester. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is nothing like Obama. They were trying to equate Biden to Obama. There's no way that that. Biden got those many votes when 73 million people voted for Donald Trump. There's something going askew here. So this is my point. For American black people to equate Biden's numbers of what you see. I have Photos. I have a, right. a whole photo montage of right. what that was like down there on 36th and Euclid, right. all the way down on 9th Street. Yes. All the way down on 6th Street. Yeah. And how it stretched, how yeah. it stretched from that far all the way back as right. far as activity in the city to yeah. see. President Obama elected yeah. in 08. Huge difference. Do you remember? Like, my sister can even tell you how it was so many people that they served people, uh, they had cold water. Right. She said they served refreshments because it was so many people that day. The lines were long. It was a summer day. Well, not summer. It was still fall. Oh, but, but, but it was, it was, uh, it was They sunny. call it, it Indian summer. It, so it was sunny. The weather was nice, right? And it was just so many people that they served refreshments. Right. I remember that. Right. And so she stood in line yeah, to vote. Yeah, for right? hours. Her, my mother, and father. Right. So they stayed in line because right. that was... That was her inspiration. Yes. Right? To see the first black man. Right. But anyway, so my point about Ohio is Ohio is run by Republicans, right? And so they weren't run, it's not run by Democrats. So Democrats didn't have a chance to get muddy in the game. Ohio went red just like that, right? And so the other states where Trump was running up the tally, running up the numbers. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they stopped counting. My point is, it's not about, again, it's not about who win, who won this, right. Biden or Trump. But it right. does matter to American blacks because if they can do that Jim Crow tactic to Donald Trump, who sits in the highest seat, the right. most powerful seat in the world, what can they do to American black people, especially when American black people really didn't help them win? Right. Not at all. They really didn't help them win. Ohio is a perfect example of showing you when Caucasians, right. uh, Obama was able to galvanize the people, right. black, white, Asian, Hispanic, etc., 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 to go out and vote for him as a coalition. Right. 
Biden sat in his basement. Right. Well, you know, he said it in, in my opinion. I told you this, like, what, last week? I said, well, he sat in his basement chilling because he knew what the outcome was going to be. Knew That's just my had, opinion. They had, they had it set up. So, if they could do that to the highest seat holder in the land. Right. What can they do to American blacks? Oh, right. what we were telling you about. Right. The American black politic with 90,000 refugees a year, right. 11 million dreamers, right. 500,000 Indians from India, and a partridge in a pear tree. Right. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me 90,000 90, refugees a year, 11 million dreamers, 500,000 Indians from India, and a partridge in a pear tree. Okay, so what's interesting is right now, throughout the United States, most hospitals. I, I have two of them in my head right now, but I have also read, I know two for a fact, but I've also read that a, a lot of hospitals are pretty close to, or if not already being filled to capacity with COVID patients. So if you count in all of the people that are on their way and they still don't have control of this COVID, I mean, what is it going to look like? What's it going to look like? And, and are they going to test people before they're able to... I mean, are they able to come in or are they coming in With to, COVID. Are they coming in to replace a group of people? They're coming in to replace a group of people, a very people who vote... Listen, everybody was up in arms. We've talked about this before. Trump comes on the escalator in 2016 and talks about immigrants and the blacks just go, oh my God, they somehow they forgot that they were American citizens. We two groups, don't but, we? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> two different types of blacks. Biden is the one. People, people talk about, oh, legislation from back then don't matter. Well, if it's still on the books, it's still affecting you today. The way that the, go outside during the day and remember how your neighborhood looked before they blew down, right. before Reagan released the crack, right. before the 100 to 1 right. Biden, right. 10 years later in the 90s, the crime bill. Uh, three strikes and you're out hit. Look at what your neighborhood looked like before all the black males there and then look at it now. Right? right? It is still being affected by those right. that legislation turned into law that Biden pushed and you voted for the very man that destroyed your neighborhoods. Think about that. I think the difference is it was a lot of information that we didn't know when and a lot of information was kind of skewed too when Obama and Biden ran. Like we didn't know that Obama was wealthy. We didn't know about his billionaire stepfather. Like they presented to us that he was just like he was just grassroots and 
you know, and you know, you know the image they gave us of Obama. But uh, now, you know, I didn't know about all of that about Biden when he was running for vice president. But the difference is now all of that information was put out there to everyone, everyone on social media. And the majority of the people are on social media. I believe there are more people um, using the internet and watching, getting their news and information that way compared to watching didn't, with terrestrial didn't television. They stop some American black they people. They didn't care. They didn't stop some American black people from thinking they actually helped get him elected. You're only 13, 14% of the population. You're the icing on the cake. And they use the numbers and they say, oh, you've done this. Now, if, you, if, it's, if it's local elections or Senate, Congress elections, mm-hmm. yeah, then those numbers, remember mm-hmm. remember the woman in Alabama elected that one Democrat congressman and he said he wasn't oh, going to do something yeah. just for black people right. and then he lost, the, he oh, lost yeah. his re-election? Yeah. So Jones, tell, right? Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell, tell the blacks in Alabama right. that, you know, the Dixie... The Democrats are for them. So look. Oh, let me say something really fast. An, uh, you know, another example of how this so-called black people helping Biden or whatever. Now, mind you, there are some few people on the internet, you know, caping for Biden or whatever. But the truth is, like you said, they had already when Joe was in the basement. They knew what they were going to do, right? So the election was Joe's. That's why he didn't uh, uh, go to the different states and didn't, uh, what do they call it, campaign, right? right? The way uh, Trump did. Because he he knew he had it. Plus he can't because he's deficient. Yeah, Yeah, but President Obama, right? So he's been, you know, all week, you know, he has another book and he's talking about, you know, he's upset. He mentioned about black men voting for Trump, right? So that right there goes back to what we, as well as other people, were saying that people just wasn't voting for Biden, black people, the way they claim people were. Because if that's the case, why is he upset? He's upset saying, uh, uh, these, you know, uh, black men going out voting for Trump. Okay, so well then, well, which is it? Okay, so if, if, Black men and women, if everybody came out for Biden, then he wouldn't be so upset, would he? Right. But he, but he knows the truth. Right, because they know the. They know the truth. They know the percentage of American black people who actually voted. Yeah, and it wasn't for Biden. Right. He knows the percentage that actually voted. So so you see, so you see, it has to do with reparations. Right. If there is no, there's nothing. I mean, how many times will you vote? For a, a party right. that always leaves you out. Now, right. Kamala was. I've noticed that there's not a lot of American black women talking about Kamala being black. I'm sure that the AKAs are going to be there mm-hmm. on the mall on right. June. I mean, excuse me, January 20th. I'm sure she'll there. have chairs for them this time. I mean, hopefully, but you know, not in the back. Unlike last, right, time. not in the back door, but right. and not have the women's suffrage movement up front. Well, she this, wore all white in honor of the women's suffrage. I know, and this is the 20, uh, 29th 
2020. I was looking for like a pink flower or like some emerald green, emerald rings or something. I'm like, is she gonna blend in a little? No, she didn't. Her sorority her thing, was just all her right. Her thing is about being the one that represents the women's suffrage. Well, she could have did both. Achieving, right? She could have wore her all white or cream, and she could have had on some emerald jewelry or pink tourmaline to represent her sorority colors. I mean, she could have, she wanted to. But, um, but yeah, so what I love... Tanya M. Congress says, uh, COVID patients, 40,000 apiece. So look, so look, you don't have the advocate in there, just my opinion. I'm just looking at it clear-headed because we didn't vote for either one of them. Right, that's what I love about us being able to be objective and look at everything because... We are not uh, under the spell of Democrats or under the spell or Republicans. We're able to just be ourselves, ourselves and just ourselves. be objective. Be authentic, authentic. American. Right. Okay. With clarity. So we we look at it and say, hey. Right. I didn't vote for either one because there are certain things right. that haven't been met. But we right? did vote locally. Yeah, right? we voted down ballot. Down, right. right. Now, um, let me find this real quick. Now, ADOS, mm -hmm. this is a post from ADOS mm -hmm. from Breaking Brown. Let me bring this up real quick. So Breaking Brown is Yvette Cornell. Yeah, right. Um, I'm not trying to give her that much play. I'm just, I, I, I'm mentioning well, her. You know, She's, just they're going to see it. They're going to see it, but, you know, they don't give me none. I'm just... Promoting. I'm, I'm not right. promoting them. I'm just reading. using uh, reading a thing. So okay. I'm not gonna give them that much praise because they don't give us no praise. So I mean, okay. that's the way it is. And that's that's just the black thing. So Breaking Brown, the name was up there. Okay. Trump's team understood that people of color, quote unquote, is a fiction. Right. Meanwhile. ADOS spent the last two years yelling to Dems and the self-righteous left that we are not right. black immigrants, Latinos, Native, Native Americans, etc. Et right. We got called xenophobic and told to shut the F up and go vote. And then she gives an example of a person who right. uh, leaves that information. Yes. This is a theme of several of these articles I've read. Trump's people made targeted outreach efforts treating each ethnic subgroup as unique rather than merging them into a general category whose votes were theirs by entitlement, as Dems did, right? Right. So, Trump actually represented you. And my, my thing was, I, I would listen to Cornell and mm -hmm. Tone. And I was like, why don't they pull the trigger? Because what they were talking about seemed more aligned to what Donald Trump was talking mm -hmm. than what, what the Dems are talking. Right. You can't... The Dems are so locked in that they have people, mm -hmm. they're not going to let people in who are black to the top levels right. who are not tried and true, who are not going to right. toe the company line. Right. So this Hell, whole, look at what they did to Nina Turner. So this whole fallacy of staying with 
the dims and thinking that if you can interweave in the dims that you're going to be able to take it over. How long is that going to take? 50 years? Meanwhile, reparations is already effectively and successfully on the CDC's part been kicked down the road for another 50 years. And American blacks who think that they're loyal, well, they're going to they say, oh, well, we're loyal. They're finally going to do something for us. Nope, because they've got 90,000 refugees a year, 11 million dreamers, right. 500,000 Indians from India. Okay. Where are they going? Are they going to ship them into the Caucasian neighborhood, the affluent Caucasian neighborhoods? They might, they might, um, ship them down to Broadway, the Slavic village, and it might switch over there, but the Slavic village is not that far away from up Harvard, which right. is Lee and Harvard. Cleveland, right. Right? Right. So, and then we know that the Democrats are about bringing in Immigrants. Biden is about bringing in immigrants when he mm -hmm. talked about his great-great-grandfather right. being an immigrant, an Irish immigrant during the potato famine. Right. And coming there because England were, but then he said, let's not go into that. Yeah. Because they came escaping persecution. Mm -hmm. and they came here and most of them became patty rollers. Right. Well, we've talked about patty rollers. So you voted. Right. Thinking that you were doing something good without researching the facts and 90,000 refugees a right. year. Refugees mean the people that's at the border. Right. That means more chance for whatever type of diseases. Each group of people, mm -hmm. listen, what you learn from the small pop blankets right. being given to the Indians is that a lot of the Caucasians hold diseases, right? Not to mention that you're bringing in different refugees from other countries. Whatever type of disease or virus they have is coming with them mm -hmm. to afflict you. 11 million dreamers. They want to make sure the dreamers have their pathway to citizenship finally. And Biden said in a in a talk to people that a lot of the dreamers are more American than Americans. Well, then who are they talking about when he says, who is he talking about when he says that they're more American mm -hmm. than some Americans? They get they become American before some Americans. Who are he, who is he talking about? 500,000 Indians mm -hmm. from India right. writing the Queen's English. Right. Do you know the Queen's English? So, you see, there's there's a lot against you and you voted for the man who put this on you. A lot of people have been telling you about this. Right. They've been telling you about this. Right. We've been saying all the time that you have to vote your best interest, not about party. And some people became popping fresh with the party. But it just depends. It just goes back to what we was talking about earlier when you reviewed the film Petrified Forest. 
the two characters, the two different types of uh, black men who represent the two different types of black people. And some are subservient, and, right. others are self determined. Right. That's um, what that's what small acts is about. Right. Being self determined yeah. or being put underfoot. Yeah. Uh Kevin Hart's stand up is about being self determined. Right. Right? Right. So there you have it, people. Look, not to mention that the vaccine is coming and you don't have that person is like the rally the person that keeps you up in spirit these democrats are telling you it's going to be a dark period what's interesting is man it's you know they talked about it on the news this weekend when i was working and i was listening to the news i'm like you know because i try to listen take in as much information as i can while i'm on the computer and so I'm listening and they're talking about tying in because what uh, Biden and he has his uh, COVID cabinet of people, right? And um, they were talking about how it's important is a vaccine, COVID vaccine is very important. And then I hear another story, I'm listening to another story and they're just talking about tying it into people who um, are receiving these different um, what programs from the mm -hmm. government. So, you know, if you're receiving uh, those food stamps, food stamps or, 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 or for like any type EDP of... I'm wondering, is. That, is that, I guess, or disability, just you any of that the stuff. Virus. You have to take the... And uh, they're talking about making that mandatory. Mandatory. And so either. I'm like... I mean, like, so this these are the people that you have put in charge worried about a fascist, a fascist right. government. Right. You've put actual fascists right. into the office. So they're talking about this is a dark period and there's no person rap, no person is heading the rally saying, look, we could get through this. A cheerleader. Uh, no, they're going to talk about this is dark times. So you're going to have to take this. Bill Gates is involved. All this is just going along with his plan. And your... And that's who you voted for. You're, you're stuck in the middle of this. But really, actually, why they won't listen to you. Because you voted for him. But you really... Ohio shows that you really didn't really help did. them win. Because... In the Dixiecrat counties where Trump was running up like he ran up in Ohio, they had to stop and bring in more ballots. You see, that's the reality. Like, that's I, the reality. I women, women, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. That, that is the reality yeah. of what you see. Ohio shows you what it is when it was yeah. under a Republican run. That when the numbers went up, it was easily to be called because there was no shenanigans involved. Right. But these Democrat-run states, right. when the tally ran up and they should have called, they didn't call. They stopped right. tallying the votes. Right. And then overnight, they brought in trucks with thousands of ballots with just Biden marked. You see? But even in... Uh the Democrat part of uh, Cleveland, Cuyahoga County, there were no shenanigans. I mean, you know, the uh, Board of Elections. I mean, it's just, it's, it's something about like... Well, you know what? We don't know. 
We, we don't know. We would have heard about it. We no, heard about no, the rest we don't know. We don't know because he he won Ohio, okay. so that's not an issue. He won Florida. Yeah. They could have been doing it thinking that people were really they really believed that the whites were going to actually vote mm -hmm. against Donald Trump when actually that wasn't true. So they could have because there were a lot of whites standing on those lines down right. there, and they weren't saying who they were going to vote for. Right. And so there could have been a lot of shenanigans, but you would never know because the because Ohio is a Republican-run state. Right. So this is the reality of what it is because right. because you didn't actually help him win. Mm -hmm. They really don't have anything for you, but. 90,000 refugees a year, right. 11 million dreamers, 500,000 Indians from India, which, and a partridge in a But what tree. they gave him is like the few people who, the people who were their like cheerleaders, right? So what they gave him was, uh, what is that, the big thing, a bullhorn? Mm -hmm. And even though it didn't affect anything because like we said, he knew months ago because he wasn't campaigning that he was going to win. But people use a few people use that bullhorn and were like Biden cheerleaders, which helped fall in line with this. But they didn't help him win. Right. That, that's 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 the bottom line. The they didn't illusion. help him win because that is the delusion. Of inclusion, they're playing you again. So look, and the vaccine is coming. Are you taking the vaccine? Are you going to take your baby up there to take the vaccine? You mean, do you have a choice? Is the question. No. Are you going to take the vaccine, or are you going to drop off the grid? Do you know how to drop off? I mean, there's always choices. You can choose to starve. There's a choice. Yeah. And then it's just like what. Uh. Kanye West. This is a perfect example of what Kanye West was talking about. Hindsight. Right? Hindsight is 2020. This is a perfect example of what Kanye West talked about. Slavery was a choice. You have a choice. You could have a... Those people could have chose to starve. You could choose to star, but most likely you're going to take the mark of the beast. Or like what Ice Cube was saying. Like Ice Cube was saying, okay, if you're going, if we're going to, as a whole, vote for Biden, this is our platform. As a group, this is what we should all be on the same page we'll be and be asking for. No, but what I'm saying is, Ice Cube was saying, don't be a slave. Right, but I'm saying is we're beyond. He was saying, "Don't be a slave." I know we're beyond that now. We're at the rubber hitting the road. Right. January twentieth, we're at the rubber hitting the road. I'm right. sorry. Are you going to take the vaccine, or aren't you? Are you going to take the mark, or aren't you? Right. And that that's what this is what we're boiling down to because they're getting ready to come in with a shutdown. Right. Biden is no longer running. He is the president elect, but he came out and said that the he was going to have shutdowns to right. straighten this out, which would just destroy the economy, put a lot of people out of business. Right. The stock market dropped the next day. He comes out the day that the stock market closed, said we will not have a shutdown. How is he flip flopping and he's the president elect? Right. 
right? And this is who you voted for. Are you going to take the mark or not? They don't have a choice. Are you going to starve or not? There is a choice. That's what Kanye West kept saying. You could. No, the reason why I was saying they don't have a choice is because I was just saying, what's the old saying? You made the bed, now you may have right. to sleep in. They don't have, they, they made the wrong choice at the voting box, but they can choose to starve. They can yeah, choose to do the noble like some of the people chose to burn ships that they were on and not get to any shore. Right. Right? They people chose to have rebellion ocean. and that's right. right. And so are you your ancestors that you be talking about so much or aren't you because what I see is, I don't see you as being the ancestors that you were talking about because you chose a man who put you... Well, they were, they were like their ancestors, though, because, you know, like I always say, there were some ancestors who would run in the house and say, Master, they talking about running away. We are all in a case of free dumb. Okay. It all depends on if you think that you're in a field, a barn, or a house, right. or in the house, but it's all still degrees of being under the foot right. of Caucasians in right. this country. That's just the way it is. Right. And so once you come to the realization of that, right. then you say, are you going to do it or aren't you? And that, that's that's what it all boils down to. There's no cutting it, no eat, no other no other kind of way. Right. That's the way that this is. Right. And so you have a choice to make. Mm -hmm. And some people choose. And that's why slavery was a choice. Because they could just sit there, I'm not doing nothing. They would have been killing up half the thing. They would have had to try to find somebody else to do because he said these Africans are honorary. They're not moving. They don't care about being killed. We killed up half of our situation. It was only 388,000 that landed on the shores of America mm -hmm. from the mid-Atlantic slave trade, the transatlantic slave trade, right? So we're at 44 million now the, the 388,000 but get 44 million were people already here if uh, there were no one no one here when the first settlers got here they would have mm -hmm. said they set up settlements but instead they set up colonies which means there was some colonization and slavery going on at the same time so that's where we will leave. You got something close? You got something to say before we go? Um, no, the lights were more bearable this week because I had cold fruit and lots of water. So Okay, that's it. So people love <laughs> This has been another robust episode of the American Black Politic within hashtag TFR Podcast Live. This has been another great episode of hashtag TFR podcast live the film review movies music culture politics society podcast we are your host I'm crazy D I'm Tracy and we review movies music culture politics society on this podcast called TF wear your face mask Hashtag TFR podcast live the film review and we will see you we will see you next Sunday yes. at 5.30 p.m.
p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. And we will see you Monday through Friday on one we call Hashtag Observations TFR. It's myself and my sister Tanya M. Congress going over topics Monday through Friday. Right. Disseminating tons of information. Tons of information. So That can help you and your family and friends. So we are out. I love this show. The Film Review, movies, music, culture, politics, society, podcast, interviews, movie reviews, and more. Live Sundays at 5.30 p.m. on the Film Review Live channel. Subscribe. Hi, this is Bernadette Stannis, Delma from Good Times, and you're watching the Film Review. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.